straight into our next next award. Yep. The third award. No break. Yep. Uh, so this is the fo- no breaks at all. This is a return from last year. The yep. football in the groin funniest moment. Yeah. This isn't necessarily something things that we hate, but it mostly is. Let's face yeah. it. But you know they they did make us chuckle for some of these a couple of days. Some of them I'm still laughing. Yeah. Still. Yeah. Um, so we start off much like Giles Corrin is still laughing and he just you know he's, he's not, not mad at all yeah <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to him yeah um, so first on the list uh, Ben Bradley apologising for calling Jeremy Corbyn a Soviet spy <laughs> please retweet <laughs> he made some he made some allegations about uh, Jeremy Corbyn being a Czech spy remember all that yeah the thing is though he was I he think was that stupid. was somewhere around 1975 that happened <laughs> um, <laughs> he was stupid and did it because he's a Tory and he doesn't understand social media instead of doing it the smart way like Margaret Hodge made her lies in Parliament where you can't be sued for it <laughs> yeah um, he decided to do it on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> and got uh, Jeremy Corbyn asked for him to uh, like retweet an apology and make a donation to a food bank yeah it which was incredibly funny <laughs> yeah it was pretty good pretty good um uh, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, next, yep. uh, we have now. This is two. There's two separate things here, but I kind of think they're related. Theresa May dancing like she's got to get rid of pins and needles, mm-hmm. or Theresa May bowing. Do you remember the weird bow she did yeah. in front of Ooh, Prince curtsy. William? She yeah. always does that weird thing. Yeah, like, curtsy. Yeah, yeah, and like dancing on a conference. She's Theresa May's movement. Yeah, it's a difficult one because it, it's not. I don't want to body shame. She's got the body she's got and. Well, no, she did literally choose it because she's a lizard and she chose that human body and she hasn't worked out how to work and move without the legs bending the other way. And, like, even her attempt to make fun of herself when she came out of the Conservative Party conference was somehow worse. Because she's got super long arms and she's quite big hands and it it, it, it all just doesn't go off. The movement of a Protestant. Not a dancer. She's Protestant movement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's... It's really strange because also there's nothing attached to it. No. There's nothing. There's no like like the whole Bush, the George Bush thing when he did the do you oh, yeah. when he did the dance in Africa yeah. yeah in that African country where he was clearly it's clearly an attempt for him to try and like uh, empath like empathize and seem like a fun guy yeah none of this links up with any aspect of her personality in a way no. that could be sold. I don't even think he was really making a conscious effort to. You know, be empathetic. I mean, Bush was just stupid and having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Which, whereas May has never had a good time in her life. Yeah. Not even running through those fields of wheat. No, no, she did not. <laughs> she must. Oh god, she must have looked so stupid doing it. Like, oh, I've got to be. I've got to do this because I've got to talk about this later. Yeah, it's like I am on your side. It's like oh. no one has any illusions about what you're doing. No. Okay. Like, next one. Uh, Trump. This is a Trump one. A lot yeah. of ones, but I picked one. Appearing on stage with uh, victims of crime, Mm -hmm. Um, I believe it was immigration-related crime, and he was trying to make a point about immigrants murdering people and whatever. But um, at the end of his speech, all of these people had photos up of loved ones they had lost, Mm. and uh, he turned around and started signing them. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then said that the man in the photo who he had signed was like Tom Selleck, but better looking. (laughs) Oh, that makes it sadder that he died. <laughs> oh, God. It's oh, just, again, impossible to satire. If you no. did that, it would seem clunky and yeah. like, poor, like poor quality comedy. Yeah, you'd say but Naked Gardeners totally yes. lost it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, the next one's a big one. Uh, spiked not paying their contributors. Delicious. <laughs> uh, so George Monbiot sent a letter to Spiked asking them uh, where they got their funding yeah. and, you know, uh, various questions about their, their organisation. Yeah. 
they did a whole article a moral from panic. the editorial staff about yeah, yeah, as per fucking usual, yeah. starting a moral panic and witch hunters and pu- the new puritanism and all that. Yeah. They said to edit a magazine like Spiked, which has some strong views and some opinions that people find difficult or confronting, one has to have broad shoulders. But it's spite staff and contributors I feel bad for when yet another new McCarthyite campaign is launched against us. <laughs> Our staff were Just like in the 90s when ITN. <laughs> <laughs> Not since the 90s when ITN shut down. <laughs> for lying about a genocide. Yeah. Um, our staff work incredibly hard. Yeah. Our contributors yeah. write for free. Now, that was the thing that really. Yeah. It's because they believe in freedoms just so much. They do. They just love it so much. It's right there in the name. Freedom. University of Kent must pay a lot then <laughs> for them to be on a right workers' journalist. Well, of course, that's the next funniest moment, which can kind of be yeah. bundled in together. Spike, in this, also had to reveal that they received money from the Koch brothers. Of course they did. <laughs> um, and listed, like, at times when they've been paid, they said, for organising like free speech conferences in the US Um, and yeah various uh, live events and tours focusing on free speech well it is free speech I mean they're not paying anybody (laughs) nobody's buying their also nobody's buying their stuff either they're an online magazine entirely right yeah I think so they don't have a print version I don't think no no just um, whatever books Frank Freddy's trying to sell (laughs) no no I don't think that's it's just, it's just absolutely perfect. Well, yeah, it's like, how dare because you say course, that we're right wing? Yes, we are funded by the Coke Brothers. It's we asked it, we asked the eternal question of what is spiked for? Who, yeah, who funds this? And it turns out, yeah, a yeah, bit of right wing dark money. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Who next? Um, next, Saudi Arabia threatening to do another nine eleven on Canada if they kept criticising them. <laughs> uh, a Saudi Arabian organisation, Infographic K- uh, KSA, a pro-government Saudi Twitter account, tweeted a digitally altered image that showed a plane flying towards Toronto's CN Tower in an apparent reference to a 9-11 style attack <laughs> after, so after Canada asked for a human rights activist to be released. <laughs> So they have a quote on there like um, if you it's like a, their ancient proverb of like if you keep dig- digging you're not going to like what happens <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good it's not quite Saudi 2030 is it no some things are definitely Saudi 2030 <laughs> yeah. this was not no no, that's Well, he so spent good. the first half of the year going around trying to persuade people that they're not a head-chopping theocracy. And then in the second half of the year, he's just <laughs> literally cutting the heads off journalists and threatening <laughs> to 9-11 a country for asking for citizens back. I can't imagine that that was on the large mind map. When, when the PR company were like, he's got like, okay, phase one, <laughs> phase two. It certainly wasn't in the two bad words. <laughs> That's so good. Okay, Um, next. Next. uh, Ned Donovan, a freelance journalist, tweeting, reminded me of a garden party where David... uh, When he's talking about Brexit, David Davis. Reminded me of a garden party where David Davis stared out onto the horizon while holding a glass of wine. After asking why, he replied, I'm just analysing our vulnerability to attack. This was in the context of him being an ex-SAS guy and therefore knows how to survive and knows how to sneak in and knife Brexit and all Ex- its family. SAS in the TA. <laughs> really? No, I have not looked up his military no, he's a week. He's a, he's a, he's like a, a, horror, a, a war criminal on the weekend kind of guy. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, you know... It's a hobby. Yeah. No, he's a... I'm sure of it. I'm sure... David Davis, it's, it's SAS, but it's SAS... SAS brackets TA. Yeah, hang on. 
We'll just go to the computers. What does the board say? We'll go to the board. The board says... SAS Artists. Oh, brilliant. So he was... The Artists Rifles. That's so... What is that? A special forces regiment... Singing and dancing. A volunteer light infantry unit saw active service during the Second World War. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. And the First World War... Serve out, did not serve outside Britain during the Second World War. Um, uh, it, it's done nothing. It's done, it's done nothing. Is it like um, that bit? Just of, scanning that, for threats. That bit they in do Arrested long range De- patrols. Is it like that bit in Arrested Development with Buster, where they take the rifle out of his hands and put in the top hat and cane? <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. We are I, the Third Artist Brigade. I think that's what we're going to say it is, <laughs> because that's too good. They, they are classes in the engagements of the war on terror, so I think they went they went to Afghanistan. But yeah, he's yeah he's TA. He's a he's, you know he's a horror on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he can naturally see threats coming up like a, a Wiltshire garden party. Like, do you mean like? I was just looking at the fortifications of your brick wall in Chiswick, and I thought it needed some updating, so I broke some glass over the top. We have received top-secret plans from an informant in the Taliban that showed blueprints of hydrangeas. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next. Uh, Tommy Robinson. Uh, Him complaining about not having a TV in prison, saying, I feel like I'm being mentally tortured. Yeah, that's kind of... Now, like, no big fan of the carceral state, No, it's disgusting and revolting and they shouldn't be Um, in prison. Of course, my alternative to Tommy Robinson being in prison would be a public flogging and then (laughs) re-education. But he wouldn't be doing it in a prison. It wouldn't be prison, it'd be school. Yeah. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) But um, Um, but this is also at the same time that, like, he was saying, it's terrible, I'm in a Muslim prison, I'm there forcing me to pray east. Yeah, they're forcing... (laughs) I just want to pray west like a good Christian, but they make me pray east. They give me halal Toblerone after dinner. <laughs> Who are throwing halal Toblerone at me? I just wanted to watch the telly. But they took it away. They smashed it with their halal Toblerones. And their vegan sausage rolls. That wasn't real, apparently. Um, they were just stopped outside the Greggs. They were doing an anti-Brexit march. Oh, were they? they yeah. Why did they get stopped outside the Greggs? Um, it was just one of those things where that's where the police chose to um, stop them. There was not many of them. It was like, no, it was like three of them. 40 or something. Yeah. Not right. like that. Um, uh, okay. The next one. I will just call this nomination The Adult Baby Takeover is Off. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. It was, that was um, very good. Was it? Child um, shoe on walls, whatever that Hemingway oh, thing is. Child shoe, child never shoe, worn for sale. Never worn yeah. for sale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I forgot his name. Footballer. That was called, uh, Neville Southall. Neville yeah, Neville Southall. Southall. Yes. Welsh footballer. Apparently a good man at catching the footballs. Um, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, friendly man. Very nice man. Yeah. He's like really open on Twitter and really open to being told about things. Maybe and being, too nice. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. the point of it's like he has a big platform and so was giving it over to people to like to talk about issues like domestic abuse or trans issues and all this kind of stuff and then just a bit too far <laughs> went to the the baby kink fetish guys well, ah, so it was a woman called grace rogers who offers offers her services as a pretend mummy to adult babies and quote unquote vom littles Oh. Who wants to explore that again? Not yucking anyone's yum, but 
I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that that, no, yucking that one. Oh. Yucking the little yum. Like, who want to explore their childlike side. Uh, people found this off-putting. Uh, she claimed her services were not sexual. No. However, her webpage did have a link to FetLife. <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> to be fair, I've been, I've been on FetLife and I very rarely see anything that I would class as sexual. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's horrifying. But people I, like Neville Southall because he looks like our dads. Yeah, he's a ga- a gammon again. Yeah, like gammon in, in look, but he's somebody who doesn't naturally assume that he knows everything. Mm. It's so rare, and people were so enthusiastic about mm. him. You know, but then it was so nice, and then just like he just kind of stumbled. I feel like he did kind of stumble into this. I think he had someone else like running the Some, Twitter um, takeovers. Someone else was running it and she was a bit dodgy as well. But there was like, and then she got really defensive about the adult baby takeover thing and it was yeah. like, no, this is, a, this is a legitimate thing. This is just like anything else. And it's like, it's really And then the not. golden words which will be inscribed on this period of history, <laughs> the adult baby takeover is off. <laughs> okay, first, first they came for the adult babies. <laughs> and I didn't speak out. Because I had a W in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, hadn't, had, I hadn't developed com- like verbal conversation skills yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, next one. Uh, Alistair Campbell, uh, in response to an Ar- uh, Aaron Banks criticising a journalist who phoned him on false pretenses, yeah. he maintained. Alistair Campbell said, as opposed to destroying a country on false premises, you muppet. Yep. Alistair Campbell. Yep. Alistair <laughs> Campbell. Yep. Saying that it was wrong to destroy a country on false premises. Mm. Yep. Yep. Fuck it's, off. Yep. Um, <laughs> well, he's one of those people who, again, I think he knows Iraq. what he's doing. Yeah. No, he knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. He, but also, he saved Iraq. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine now. Yeah. Like you could walk around Iraq and fire did not fall from the sky. He fixed that one. Slave prices are better than <laughs> they've ever been. It used to be hard to get a slave. <laughs> it used to be a hard to. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Slavery would almost be wiped out. <laughs> yeah, he's a piece of shit. Mm. Okay, next. Uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> hmm. That There's whole weekend. Oh, that yes. weekend was like a, just a stellar weekend. Isn't, he, isn't there a thing about this being brought up like that he's, that they're going to be subpoenaed under oath oh, yeah. by, the, by the, the, um, the stockholders of um, whatever company he runs? Uh, it's Tesla. Tesla. He, it's Tesla and the Boring Company, That's I think, right. is the overall yeah, thing. Yeah, but like they've all been. So you're gonna, we're going to have, um, what's it, Azalea Banks under oath explaining yes. that weekend. Oh, yes. Well, um, she's trying to sue him at the moment and he's trying to counter sue her. I think she's like <laughs> suing him for like being mean to her or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's trying to sue her for not having a free with him. <laughs> Aggravated hatery. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's you're yeah. for beefs. <laughs> the, specific, the specific thing that he did was so he he was planning to I think buy up a load of Tesla stock mm. in order to have more control over the company he has overall control but he yeah. wanted more um, he tweeted about the stock deal he was doing at a price of 420 mm-hmm. uh, he then got prosecuted for fraud <laughs> because that's not the kind of thing you are allowed to announce when you're in control of a company yeah. setting the price setting out rumours it's kind of insider trading but the other way around so partially it does so he's being prosecuted for that and he was removed as Tesla chairman. Although he remains in control, he's not chairman of the board yeah. anymore. And they so sent like, his tweets now. Yeah. You see that video of him crying while he was saying that they don't censor my tweets. <laughs> and it's like, they just checked them to see if I'm going to say something that will affect the stock prices. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing is, 
worst thing is like none of this matters to him. No, this is all a complete game. I mean, I know yeah. we talked about Tesla like taking loads of money from the government. It's mm. not really a profitable concern, like none of his companies are. No. But he has enough personal wealth mm. that this won't even make a dent. No, and he's just properly playing the way it's mm-hmm. like the way it lies. Like he did say in court that he set the, that he made the four twenty tweet to impress Grimes, and I think that might be one of the funniest parts <laughs> yes. of this. Oh. Have we heard about whether she was impressed? Yeah. <laughs> we have not, but we will. No, under oath. Under oath, yeah. Grimes, if that is your name. <laughs> Were you impressed? God, fuck She's you. had a year too. Yeah. Just being oh, with yeah. Elon and then like saying like, oh, I'm anti-Republican, but... Oh, well, Elon's e- Elon's donating to Republicans, but I mean, you know, that's just how it is sometimes. <laughs> Didn't she like? Didn't she have like Annie Imperialist in her Twitter bio? And then she got together with him and got rid of that. And then moved it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> and then was complaining, like complaining about um, like trade unions. Yeah. She was like, I went to the factory and I know that everybody's happy there. I went to the factory tent. <laughs> <laughs> and between the smoke and fires and crying babies, they all seemed pretty happy. It was like steerage and Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What next? Uh, oh, Stephen Kinnock's eating habits. Oh, we did a bit on this. Uh, he wrote an article in the Guardian, one of those "What I Eat" columns. Mm-hmm. I'm a creature of habit. My breakfast is always a bowl of porridge and an orange. I chop up the orange and chomp on the inside of it. It doesn't look great on the plate after I've finished, but it's quick and easy. He's such a what? <laughs> I like to follow a recipe exactly. If it says cut the onions into 1.7 millimeter slices, I will do that. It's nice to see the human side of Stephen Kinnock for once. You know, rather than this weird android. <laughs> so he gets his machine plane to, like, cut it properly. Well, no, that would be less weird. Yeah. That would be a, a charming affectation. Yeah. He just does it with a knife and his robot vision. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Kinnock's an odd one. Yeah. Okay, next. So weird. Uh, oh, oh, it's a big one. Harry Cole getting cucked by Boris. That was pretty funny. Uh, Boris, it came out this year, had had an affair with, I cannot remember her name, um, because I haven't written it down here, Yeah. but uh, he had an affair with a lady uh, who was going out with Harry Cole of Guido Fawkes. Yeah, and the son. Um, Yeah, who kind of looks like, who's that Baron in Babylon 5? Oh, the... What's his name? The Membari. Yeah, that guy. Is it Membari or Centauri? Uh, the ones with the heart with the half moon hair. Yeah, where with the huge moon crown. He's got a proper like eighties. Lando. Yeah, Lando. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he is He's like got... fat and decadent, like a weird space Frenchman. <coughs> um, Harry Cole has this weird like eighties vibe going on. He has. That's just because like he takes a lot of coke. A very yeah, he's got huge coke face. Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, very much has that kind of grimace. Mm. It looks like he's trying to look serious, but he just looks like he's trying to puff out his cheeks to kind of fend off predators. Um, no, I think his cheeks are puffed out because he's they're full of like gratis shrimp at political dues <laughs> that he stores in there for later. He's the kind of person who eats old, warm shrimp. <laughs> uh, but the, though the thing about this afterwards as well. <laughs> You know he does. Which is why she cheated on him with Boris, because she's sick of that smell. (laughs) She's got a type, definitely. (laughs) She does have a type, and that type is large and gouty. (laughs) Did you see some of the tweets afterwards of people like going going through his tweet history and him finding him like tweets of him taking photos of his couch and complaining about the dog saying, Oh, it's left all these blonde hairs on my couch. Oh, it's so good. Oh. And he still loves Boris as well. 
Oh, did he really? He yeah, hasn't he's like not... got one of those weird media feuds going on. No, I don't think so. I think he's still where like, suddenly he's still Guido like... just suddenly starts saying, "No, I think he's still like Boris. Boris or something." Yeah, I, I think he's still like Boris. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next. Yeah. Next. Gavin Williamson calling uh, Defence Secretary um, his plans for the military, including guns on tractors, yep. missile systems <laughs> disguised as Coca-Cola trucks, and he designed his own medal. <laughs> <laughs> My medal for me. <laughs> These were my, one of my favorite. One Does of my medal have his tarantula Kronos on it. <laughs> That's the name of his tarantula. Oh, it is after the Titan that ate his kids. That's the name of his tarantula that he uses in the office. He has in he's the office to threaten people. A huge nerd, isn't he? I know he's amazing. Oh my god! But he's like that's properly one of my favorite things in like the world. Yeah, is the increasing tendency of Western civilization to mirror the Soviet Union mm. and like guns on tractors, yeah. missile systems disguised as like commercial products to yeah. sneak them in, yeah. and designing your own medal is such a Soviet thing to do. I love that though. The, the Gavin Williamson Medal of Heroism. <laughs> of arachnid bravery and it'll only go to Kronos. He'll his little tragedy wearing this little medal. I'd love that actually. Little medal for his little boy. <laughs> Uh, uh, next one uh, Vince Cable and Tim Farron missing a vote on the customs bill yeah so uh, yeah there was a there was a vote on the customs part of the Brexit withdrawal deal mm. and Tim Farron and Vince Cable missed it Vince Cable said he missed the vote because he was attending a dinner to discuss the prospects for a new anti-Brexit party <laughs> <laughs> well this very important provision yeah. this bill went through it's just Wow. Yeah, they New are Dems so great. Change. Yep. Um, Jeremy Hunt referring to his Chinese wife as Japanese during a visit to Beijing. <laughs> which, now, she's from, I think she was from the particular region where he was making the speech. Hmm. And I understand getting maybe the region wrong. I don't really understand that. But, you, yeah. you know, that's like, but the difference between Chinese and Japanese? Yeah. That's a biggie. That's like, I would get that from like, Kids at my high school, yeah, um, yes, talking about that Chinese Dragon Ball. But when yeah. you've got a Chinese wife, and doesn't he also does he speak some Japanese as well? I think, so. I think he does. Yeah, yeah. So he would know that he's not speaking Japanese to his wife. <laughs> I don't know. He, this you'd is... hope he'd know. You'd hope that she brought it up at some point. <laughs> that he's like you're not Just saying awful Tojo-esque things to his wife. <laughs> Or him coming in and saying, I know you couldn't be bothered to cook, so I've got some sushi. I bet you're sick of that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, um, oh, this is more of a take, but I I feel like this was an event. What? Uh, Nick Cohen. Yeah. uh, Tweeted something a a few days before Christmas. Like sexual intercourse for Larkin, Harry Potter came rather late for me. Bought first one purely as a protest against Aaron Banks, who had the nerve to sneer at J.K. Rowling when he is not fit to polish her boots. Was so engrossed oh. I missed my train stop and appeared to be in Grimsby. <laughs> so Nick Owen was beating off on a train and missed his train stop. <laughs> Think about J.K. Rowling's boots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The affectation that Nick Cohen would ever go to Grimsby. Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Authentocracy is its worst. Yeah. But yeah, the, it's like, oh... 
how dare he besmirch mummy's boots? I will lick them clean. <laughs> <laughs> and the also the idea that he's missed out on Harry Potter. Yeah, it's like oh, I've really missed out. Better catch up right after Harry Potter dum is kind of reaching critical mass. I need yeah. to understand these Slytherin takes on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never read Harry Potter, and I understand. I have that. no context. It'll be interesting to see what happens when he gets to all the bit about you know those money hoarding goblins and see if he realizes <laughs> yeah. this is a level of anti-Semitism that shouldn't exist in the modern world, or if he just goes. No, it's fine. <laughs> I think we know the answer. Um, oh, okay. Big guns. Big mm-hmm. guns coming out. Giles Corrin drunkenly ranting at and threatening Michael White. That was so good. I loved it so much. That was special, yeah. That was just so was, good. So, like, White... Michael White tweeted that he was watching Corrin on TV and it was like a clash of egos... A clash of egos like watching dinosaurs at play. And then he said, do you suppose a meteor strike might take care of the problem? Giles Corrin d- responded that Michael White looked like Davos in Doctor Who. To say, who is this bald cunt? Anyone know who this old cunt is? There Michael White said, this old cunt knew your dad, Giles. Clever, funny man, what went wrong? And then he just <laughs> launched. Giles then Corrin, he's like, I just read, he sighs, yeah. necks his glass of Merlot, <laughs> shatters it on the table. Gets out his sighs as he unsheaths his guitar <laughs> Uh, he said, my dad said you fiddled with kids. Is that true? He's dead, so you can't sue him. But he did suggest you put your fingers in knickers without asking. In this new age, you may have to answer for this. Of course, you could always not invoke dead men to insult their children. But then you're a mead old cunt, aren't you? So you do. <laughs> he well, he tells uh, Michael White told him to go to bed, wake up a better person. Giles Corrin snarled, you fucking bastard. I'm going to find you and I'm going to beat you to a fucking pulp. <laughs> Giles Corrin restaurant reviewer. No irony. <laughs> That's the thing business. with Giles Corrin. Yeah. He, he pretends to be this like literate like man of letters kind yeah. of thing. But and he's just he has no idea about like how to distance himself online. Restaurant reviewer and he's on he does TV shows. He does like, that hotel TV yeah, show. Yeah, like because um, I was watching it with with my wife and like as soon as he turned up, I was like, Oh look, it's Giles Corrin. I don't know, I can't I genuinely have no idea why the BBC still employed, which is like that's that's him, him, that one, yes. that's the one who, with his daughter, and like threatening people <laughs> oh, online. Yeah, because you've got to remember that, you know, he like, yeah, his most erotic, oh, yeah, his, his most sexiest, erotic his holiday. Sexiest, sexiest holiday. holiday with his four-year-old daughter. Yeah, with her plump lips. lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the adult babies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then he deleted a load of those tweets, and then when um, asked about like those tweets, like why he deleted them, he's like, I didn't do it, it was my wife. It's she like, made like, me. Yeah, it's like my wife's a coward and she did it. <laughs> Admirable. Yeah. Calling your wife a coward online. <laughs> Big well, dick energy. <laughs> well, that comes later with another one of those things. Are we going to go to his next oh, one? Oh, wow, the next one. Okay, this is Giles Corrin again. This yeah. happened in the last couple of days, which yep. just made me furious because I was compiling the whole list and it just fucking kept adding stuff. Yeah. Giles Corrin being revealed as running his own racist sock puppet. Mm <laughs> hmm. He pretended to be a Polish electrician that only replied to support him, not realising that not only was his bio line the same, but that the email, when you put in, you know, uh, send me my password, was g space 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 dot space 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 at t space space space. Was that possibly Giles.Corran at the Times? Yeah. Did you also, see... the picture of his Twitter avatar was the same as one that Giles Corran had used on a different website. And the name, the Polish name, was a character in one of his books? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, 
delicious. And also one of the tweets is like, it's like, um, it was like talking about, he's like defending Giles Corrin's wife, saying like, I can't stand Giles Corrin. But yeah, he's like, you don't like her husband, nor do I, but to set the mob at a young journo with less power is so <laughs> anti-misogynist and anti-feminist. Uh, oh. Misogynist and anti-feminist. But yeah. he also, well, he also used it to like, he was tweeting like racist stuff. Yeah. Like, ironically. Yeah. So he like was tweeting like, a load of stuff about, um, was it, it was aimed at him but saying a load of anti-Semitic swear words yeah, about Giles Corrin from his own sock puppet account. Yeah, to imply that people attacking Giles Corrin were all anti-Semites. Yeah, yeah, but using some like quite fresh words. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then afterwards, like, saying, yeah, it was a fake account, so what? That's yeah, what he, fake account means. Yeah, he admitted like, it like, instantly and said, I've got loads. pathetic worm. <laughs> yeah, he is a fucking worm. He tries to look kind of quite big when he comes out of these repeated fuck-ups, mm. but he just... He hasn't got that space... He hasn't got the space where he can't be mad online. No. He just doesn't. No. Like, like the Christmas break has been really funny for a lot of these people. Yeah. And those households must have been horrible. Like, the mood must, like... It must affect everyone in the house as soon as Daddy picks up his phone. And, like, <laughs> as soon as Daddy goes... Yeah. And then you hear the pop of another bottle of wine. Like, <laughs> and the worst thing is, like, nothing about his politics in either in any of these. Oh no. Like nothing. No, no. He's, he's just, just he's a food reviewer. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. He's just a racist <laughs> food reviewer. Okay, next. Uh oh, Daniel Finkelstein, Lord Finkelstein, mm. Baron Baron Finkelstein. Mm-hmm accidentally joining a far-right think tank. <laughs> so he's, like, been a conservative speechwriter for years, was yep. no, uh, ennobled by David Cameron. Yep. He was talking about, uh, I think it was the anti-Semitism mm-hmm. stuff, and I think it was either, I think it might have been Abby Wilkinson who um, pointed out that he had been a board member of the Gatestone Institute yeah. for two years. The Gatestone Institute, which has done things like defending Tommy Robinson, mm-hmm. saying that Muslim mm. immigration is a threat to the West, mm-hmm. all kinds of like standard but vile stuff. Yeah. Um, he f- First he said he never served on the board and never had any role. Mm-hmm. Um, they listed me on the board until I asked them to stop. I've spoken to them. Um, they listed me. <laughs> then real, Then when somebody pointed out you were on the board, it says mm. so on their website, said, okay, I, I understand. They listed me on a board and I didn't actually know at first. <laughs> the board never met and I was, I was always asked to meet and I had never any role. And rather lazily, um, once I did know, I just left it. <laughs> More recently, I thought being listed on a board is different to making a speech or two and I don't want to really be responsible for everything they do with no actual control. So I'd better not continue lazily ignoring this. So I asked to be taken off. It is, of course, not my view that Muslims should be expelled from Europe. But he probably... Has he written articles mm. almost like that? Yes, much, he's a conservative yeah. speechwriter. Yeah. He has sounded the fucking legitimate yeah. concerns. And like, the whole thing was like, like Abby Wilkinson was like, but he's a racist. And then it was yeah. like, how dare you besmirch the name of Daniel Finkelstein? How dare you imply he's a racist <laughs> by pointing out the things he does and says and writes for and groups that he's joined. And I think gets paid for. Yeah. I think he got paid as part of that whole thing. Yeah, but he just didn't notice. <laughs> oh, God. It was just such a pathetic, like, wind down. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, I was on the board. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, Renew Britain. So this was, this was the most probably in the first half of the year, probably the most prominent um, Remain party, new centrist party. Oh God! Uh, I'd it, forgotten about them. 
It was founded by um, a few kind of wonks, like a UN worker, um, yeah. a business consultant, accountant, the usual. Um, they got a Tory councillor to join them. Yeah. That gave them their first seat. Uh, two day, he joined them two days before the council elections, then lost his seat. Yep. Um, <laughs> they did an interview just after the uh, local elections uh, saying, why is the logo blue? Mm. It's very hard to find a colour in politics because everything's taken. <laughs> but it doesn't matter what the colour is. Blue doesn't mean Tory. That's the kind of thing we're trying to stop. It's not about the colour. It's about what we stand for. <laughs> um, the funniest thing was... So we've decided to have a little, little tree as well. <laughs> and a little torch. <laughs> yeah. It's a little torch set to a tree. And the tree is Brexit. <laughs> and the statue of Margaret Thatcher. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the funniest thing was at the end of it, um, uh, about, I think it was a, within a week of that mm. interview going out saying what Renew were, yeah. um, they had loads of money as well. They yeah. had like millions and millions of pounds to set up this party. Um, and within a few days of that interview, after they'd lost a load of the, uh, votes at the council, at the local elections, um, there was the, the, the events were like an email went out saying that, uh, there'd been a vote of no confidence in the board. The party leader resigned. Then all the other members of the board rescinded the thing about no confidence, saying that it was an email mistake. Someone had hacked them. Um, then they all left. <laughs> <laughs> no, can't run. It was a really Stealing the copper out of the walls as they left. <laughs> I, I love the the turnaround timeline on this one. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, this they were founded like probably December twenty seventeen. Yeah, and all of that stuff happened in May. Mm. <laughs> it was a matter of months. Beautiful. It's amazing. Okay. Um, next, the Sun calling for mass political violence if we don't call leave the EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, they wrote an editorial just after the Brexit deal. Uh, was put on the table, saying, do you think Brits are too reserved for civil disorder? Cast your mind back to the riots of the 70s, 80s, 90s, or 2011. Or the febrile, febrile atmosphere of the referendum during which Joe Cox MP was murdered. Hmm. Like, uh, uh, hmm. A, I seem to remember the Sun being less than enthusiastic about those riots. Yes. All of them. Yes. I think the word hideous beasts, yep. uncivilised beasts was used a, a number of times. Mm. Yeah. Um, secondly, it was your, it's been your rhetoric for decades yeah. that got Joe Cox killed. Yeah. Like, that's literally, he literally said freedom for Britain. Mm. I don't, what, how are you not seeing it? And yeah. to just threaten that just now is just... Yeah, it's, it's a classy sun move. It's like, oh yeah, the sun. But no, so there's a principled leftists who work at the sun. Be careful with what you say about them. <laughs> don't don't you besmirch the good men and women who work at the sun. I mean, they must be they must be proper anarchists because they're like they're like you know organized mass violence. <laughs> it's like it's a it, new direction for the sun. But it I is, like it. It is a class war direction. Like it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to marching up and down in Chelsea, saying, screaming, stare on the faces of your future executioners. <laughs> oh. Um, okay, next, next one, one. Drone Gate. Oh, this is so good. This is so, this is so good. So fucking oh. good. What makes it even sweeter is that it's kind of completely out of the news now, and the yeah. police are refusing to give any more statements about it. Yeah. Oh. So, like, drones so... sighted on Gatwick, which shut Gatwick down. Yeah. Right said, before Christmas. Right yeah, before Christmas, like 23rd or 24th. Yeah. yeah. They said, they, there's, there's pictures of them bringing in police snipers, mm. nets. 
other drones. Well, yeah, there's MPs calling for them um, to just open fire, and them say, yeah. the, the, the um the police and the and police say like we can't because the bullets like we don't like you don't fire a single bullet, you fire like a hail of bullets because they're terrible shots. <laughs> um, but you know it's hard to hit. A well, also drone. a bullet might not take it down. Yeah, like, so you fire like a bunch. He's like you're making us fire at an airport. <laughs> Fire randomly into the sky. <laughs> yeah, and like the people who live around Gatwick, I know they're like annoying when they complain about like the sound of planes and the idea of Gatwick being extended. But if bullets start raining down on their houses, I think they'll have legit some legitimate criticisms about that. <laughs> but yeah, so there was like the footage of that. Then there was like they announced that they they um, no, no then the drone disappeared. The, it disappeared, then reappeared. Yeah, um, in the middle of Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, supposedly for yeah. like an hour. Yeah. And so it got shut down again. They arrested a couple of people. Yeah. Well, no, they didn't even arrest them. They like brought, they brought them down them for questioning. Right. One of their neighbours tipped off the police. No, said, he it's these a, two. Because he had a remote control helicopter. <laughs> Fantastic. Christmas. Yeah. Of course. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I love the idea that he was probably testing it out because before he gives it to a grandkid. <laughs> So they had themselves like splashed all over like the front page of like yeah. the Daily Mail. And and Piers like the two yeah. morons who ruined Christmas. Yeah, for Piers the Morgan's being sued by them because Piers Morgan like said that they've ruined everything <laughs> and that they're monsters. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but the best, yeah. the best ending was yet to come. There mm. are two endings to this, two alternate endings depending yeah. on how well you've gone followed this so far. First ending, the police could not confirm if there were any drones at all. <laughs> Second ending, it may have actually been a sighting of a police drone. (laughs) (laughs) So it's gone from like hordes of drones like hovering around the airport coming in to like snatch people's lunches like a seagull (laughs) to there was nothing. (laughs) And then what was sighted was a drone looking for a drone. Like this this is like a this is postmodernism. All those people complaining about postmodernism. The postmodernists never wrote anything about this. Fucking, yep. there is no Gulf War. Fuck off. There is no drone. You remember, um, Justina pointed out to me, we had a similar thing earlier this year when you and her uh, both got stuck in work because there was a supposed shooter at Oxford Circus. Yes. Yeah. And there wasn't anything at all. Yeah. And like Ollie Murs was on Twitter saying like, I'm barricaded in H&M. There's a shooter on the loose. And yeah, I yeah. hear gunshots. Like, it seems yeah. like maybe, maybe a taxi cab like ran over a Capri Sun packet or something. <laughs> like, but I think it was, was it was nothing. Was, there was like a fist fight on a platform. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, and it extended into like everyone <laughs> and, freaking out And they so decided to get like empty the, pl- empty the platform and then if that's when everyone freaked yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. No, well, so I mean, great. you know, I don't understand why this stuff keeps happening. I mean, why would uh, an entire populace be so on edge <laughs> that they're frightened of phantom drones? I don't, uh, I don't really get it. You know? <laughs> it's going to be amazing when, you know, like the environmentalists stroke well, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing idea. <laughs> that was all I could think. It's like, this I is kind genius. of thought it as well. Like you know, when like the um, the people hang like when they like chain themselves up on runways mm. to stop yeah. planes for that. It's like this is a lot cheaper and more effective. Yeah, like yeah, okay, it was hard. It was hard enough. Well, they, if they, if there was one, they're never going to catch them around Gatwick because there's too many houses. Mm. Imagine at London City. Yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> It's just like, you know, getting serious about tackling climate change. Yeah. Did you there see, we go. 
They spend like like uh, do a GoFundMe for like a couple of grand to spend on a bunch of drones, and then we could shut down every airport in the country. Yeah, it wasn't me though. <laughs> you see the, the wonderful, wonderful statement from like the lady who's head of the Stop Gatwick Expansion Group, mm. who was like, "I very much feel sympathy for everybody who uh, is trapped in the airport and who would miss their flights." But we had a wonderful night of silence. Last night. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was woken up by planes flying around. So, mm. <laughs> Fantastic. I lived underneath Heathrow's uh, yeah. like air, like runway yeah. for about two three years yeah she's still getting woken up by planes to be fair you did I got you, used to that in like a week it, it's a bit longer than a week and you did have a full head of hair at the start of the, your living experience there <laughs> no you, I that's a lion <laughs> <laughs> that's a damn lie you did I started have like, balding in my, when I was about 26 <laughs> you did have like when you were living there, you didn't have a hollow look in your eye and you were twitching a lot. <laughs> Every 40 seconds, naturally, the volume of your voice just went up. <laughs> yeah, but I was doing a lot of retail work at that time. Yeah, so, it was, you that, know, was that. Who, the, could, who could tell what it was? What was the thing stressing you? Was it the, the, the screaming sounds of planes hurtling out of the sky every 40 seconds or working in retail? Or was it your I, average retail job? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, what's next? Uh, oh, Corbin wearing an anorak to the cenotaph. What a fucking traitor. <laughs> Makes me so angry. The best thing about this was all the lines saying, you're no Michael Foot." Yeah. And it's like, Michael Foot has been a warning to the left yeah. and the centre-left for 40 years yeah. of the dangers of being Michael Foot, yeah. And suddenly he's this amazing political hero. Yeah. Oh, terrible. Um, and just all the... All the it, it came with a new... Usually, like, the, the outrages will be from the conservative press. They'll say it's not appropriate or not, like, he's not dressed up or whatever. Yeah. This time, most of the takes came from Russia people saying he's sending a clear message that he doesn't care about poppies. Yeah. It's, yeah. come on. Why doesn't he care about poppies enough? <laughs> War Christmas was shitty this year as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, last one. <laughs> Every time that continuity remain, that's mm. the remain, uh, or like remain people as a whole, mm. thought Tory MPs would vote against the government and Brexit and then didn't. <laughs> Anna Subri, Dominic Grieve, Justine Greening, constantly teasing that they would oppose Brexit but. Uh, and vote a certain way. And suddenly you'd get loads of like photos and yeah. YouTubes and here's the real face of politics. Yeah. Decency, honour, and then they would never vote against Brexit. They would always vote for the government. Yep. Because they're terrible. <laughs> and it was so good. Just it's like good. Our, fu- what, our future, our choice, like mugging for the camera and that. Yeah. With Anna Subri and pretending they're friends. Yeah, I. Um, so, uh, yeah. so what do you think? I Oof. think, I think it might be the drones. I think it's, it's either the drones or Giles Corrin. Drone, drones or Giles oh. Corrin, definitely. Adult baby takeover, though. Yeah, I know it's, it, it doesn't funny, mean but, as much as everything else, does it? Giles Corrin, the image of Giles Corrin, like shouting at his kids because he's working. While furiously <laughs> tweeting, telling Michael White he's a cunt. Yeah. It's like he's he's doing the drill, screaming "Shut the fuck up!" at my monitor as it slowly transforms into a mirror and makes me angrier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And right, I'm gonna okay. Controversial opinion here, right? Okay. Michael White kind of was kind of out of order, um, saying he I knew t- his father and you're not like his dead his father who's dead. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, he's an odious bastard. 
But Giles Corey. There are more hours. But Michael yeah. White, like, tweeting that, he knew what he was well, getting. Michael White, he, that's kind of what Michael White does, though. He's like, he's such an old man on Twitter that he does yeah. he does constantly go like, what would your father say? He's spinning in his grave. But sure. saying, like, I knew your father and he would be very, you know, he'd be very disappointed. You would be grounded. Is to be fair, knowing Giles Corey, like, I... I would do that to John Scott, like in the middle oh, of the night. I would 100% do that. I wouldn't say I knew his father. Yeah. So no, I knew his I... mother. Way. <laughs> Can't help it. It comes out sometimes. <laughs> No, maybe, but also no, because you can't. There's literally nothing wrong with saying any. Like the only thing that I'd say is wrong to say to Giles Corey would be to go to like an anti-Semitic place. That would be literally the only. That's my only line <laughs> with Giles Corey. He's such a piece of. Start criticizing him Islamophobically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think it's the drones. Maybe I, I think th- the drones, I actually it works agree. on so many levels. Yeah, like every part of the story just got funnier. Funnier. But you couldn't have written that ending. That's no. just too much. It, yeah. syn- it syncs up with the t- only two things that matter in British politics, mm. which are cars mm-hmm. and holidays. Yeah. The only thing people <laughs> will get exercised enough about to demand something happens. Yeah. That you could have a. Te- Nobody demanded te- like stuff in terror attacks. No. The te- the response to like the Manchester bombings mm-hmm. were less strident than mm. what people thought we should do to these two people with the drones. Supposed yeah. two people with the drones. Yeah. And for it to come up with no one, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I'm, I'm well on board with that. Yeah, that's okay. great. Okay, uh, next category. This one, uh, the I Wish You All Had One Neck Award for Worst <laughs> Political Person. Yep, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, these oh. are just the worst. It's not party or anything like that, although no. we've got a separate category for left lefty people mm. later on. So yeah, they probably, deserve it. But these are just the worst people. Yeah. Um, first off, Frances Wheatman. Yeah. We have discussed her a bit already. Uh, the most contradictory, trolly centrist, maybe a new generation of centrist. Yeah. Commentator. Well, it's because it's because um, uh, the others have some connection to reality and have to hold some principles. She doesn't seem to have any. Well, she she would have been perfect and she would have done really well if Corbyn hadn't been elected and then re-elected. Yes, yeah, she would have gone far. She's a creature of the old world. Yes, definitely. But yeah, um, recently she claimed, I I say she claimed Sammy Antrus ancestry. Now this is going somewhere. She was Sammy ancestry. <clears throat> that's a, that's so, an interesting one to go for. So, she came up with a very controversial opinion that Labour was ignoring white working class men. When people challenged her on this, she said, well, racism can be against all races. See the Sami in Norway. Um, I have Norwegian ancestry, I think she said. I think that was I couldn't oh. find all the tweets because I think she deletes. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no. But then got into a huge argument about whether the... The Sammy were to be included in institutional racism. Oh my god. Well don't you remember the signs? No blacks, no dogs, no Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like I agree, there is a history of Sammy racism. They mm. believe that they're somewhere between forest spirits and gnomes. <laughs> but come on! Yeah, if you're gonna look for bigotry in Norway and we go to the you know, the expert on that, Varg. Yeah. I don't think he was particularly attacking the Sammy. <laughs> This was actually a bit in the first Saints Row. Was On the it? talk radio, it was like, oh, those Norwegian immigrants come over here and they eat their oh. fish paste. <laughs> and leave it in their mustache and say it's for later. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, she said, she's like framed it as like, well, many of my critics are from the US where a different, um, 
that was the thing. It was like a different set of racial and class things apply, different frameworks of oppression. The UK was not founded on slavery. We had no civil war on slavery. Interesting. Boom. <laughs> Uh, when she was challenged on her anti-blackness, she yeah. said, "Do you do know who I am? Right? I'm like the most prominent anti-racist resignation of the last year, and it's like I feel like I'm Black Flanders." <laughs> uh, just, just like twisting, winding arguments that go nowhere because of her refusal to actually acknowledge anybody else's expertise yep. or anybody else's she points. won an award don't you know uh, she, yeah. don't you know who she is <laughs> and uh, I mean the fucking gall to yeah. just do pull that in the year of our lord 2018 stroke 19 mm. uh, is amazing okay who next uh, next Ooh, Brendan O'Neill yeah for just everything he does um, really every everything every breath he takes um, every he, move he makes he has had a stellar year to the point where it's become a twitter game to take a news story and reverse it, reverse like the the obvious moral point of that news story, mm. and see if he writes about it. And he does. People haven't been wrong so far. No. He's had things like Bolsonaro is not a fascist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it now a crime to be a twat? <laughs> uh, leave leave phobia, the new racism. Tommy Robinson is the left's Doctor Frankenstein. <laughs> uh, the left's Doctor Frankenstein. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the, the the oh the left is Tommy Robinson's Doctor Frankenstein. Okay. Oh, so okay. Yeah. Created the monster. Okay. Uh, why isn't transgenderism cultural appropriation in oh. defense of dead naming? In defense, <laughs> in defense of dead naming. That's all. But like, it's like why? Like it's like a whole article of because I wanna. <laughs> okay. Next. Um. I mean. Oh, he. Oh, he did a second one. So. He he wheeled out how the left made Tommy Robinson twice in five months. <laughs> um, Spike def- to really get what they're paying for with him. <laughs> he wanted to call Allah gay. The rise of the poppy. <laughs> refuse Nick. White fry. He's not. He's not the dumbest hack because I have gone through some of his articles and. I can't find specific things that contradict. I think I've said this before. Mm. I can't find specific things that contradict. But if he's not the dumbest hack, he's the most dumb hacked. Mm. He is voluminous mm. in how much he fucking writes. Yeah, he doesn't stop. And he's just a he's just a pivot. He's just yeah. a what's the latest issue? I'll go around the back of it and do the opposite. He's like the Stephen King of horrible yeah. hacker. He yeah, one hundred percent. Getting yeah. up really early each morning to just like jam that needle down his urethra to like anger up the blood enough to <laughs> spit out today's take. Yeah, um, admirable almost. I, I don't know. It's it, he. Maybe he's just because he's the most efficient. He's not like the best at it. Yeah. In what is a cottage industry, but he is the most efficient at turning <laughs> out that stuff. Um, and do the next one. Yeah. Uh, Oz Katerji. Katerji? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oz Katerji, let's Oz. say. I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Are you... Uh, oh, I mean, you no, 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 say, please. Say, no, no, please no. Please continue. No, no. <laughs> um, so, like, an inveterate in- attention seeker, over-the-top, bloodthirsty, moralistic grifter, who, I mean, at least the candy... I've, I've so wanted to... Men- I can't be asked to mention him by name on Twitter... 
because uh, the perfect line for when he comes up is at least the Candyman you had to say his name three times <laughs> okay. for him to turn up. Yeah, he does name search. He like a name lot. searches a lot. He inserts himself into stuff. He seems to have found a kind of balance where he's now just another one of those Brexit Russia mm. posters. Um, because yeah. for a while it seemed like again he was pivoting around issue to issue, trying to find the thing that would get him a name. Yeah, because he wrote like pointless articles for Vice a while Ooh. ago. Oh, or, did he? Yeah, like that um, the, that really brilliant article for Vice about wearing thick, like really thick, blurry glasses to stop him perving on women. Yeah, because otherwise he couldn't stop himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was literally the whole point. It was, yeah, because isn't it? Oh god, it was such a hard read. Because like I don't like reading Vice, because the only reason I read Vice is because someone goes, "Look at this horrible article from Vice a couple of years ago." It's, it's like, really prime oh. Vice. This one, it's oh really yeah. like 2012 era exactly. Just yes. the only thing they were publishing at that time. Yeah. Because oh. it, it was played off the fact that it's they're like glasses from Hasidic Jewish people, yeah. Jewish men. Some of them wear them to stop them like being tempted by women or yeah. something like that. So they so wouldn't they see if it worked. Framed it like that. Is that, oh, yeah, is that you know, true, or was he just like making a racist I think, statement? I think he might have been it making might have a been racist like three statement. People just like making fun of like old men who have big thick glasses. Yeah, but then, like, also he banged a load of Viagra as well beforehand to yes, like to like make it harder on him like, because he wore like, trousers that were three th- three sizes too small. Yeah, because he also he doesn't know what Viagra means. Yeah. Because it doesn't actually like make you like turn you into a wolf from a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> he kept knocking off the glasses because his eyes kept coming out of holes. <laughs> but yeah, um, he's like he's reinvented himself as a more serious. He gets really angry with, uh, with bloggers and like people who talk about like any kind of news issue because they're not proper journalists. Not like him. Not he's a proper journalist. Proper journalist. He has the hat with the card. <laughs> They don't just give these things out. Well, no, he doesn't have the hat. Like his old... Oh, no, he has the helmet. His, his old avatar, he has the helmet and the flak jacket with yeah. press on it. Yeah. Yeah. What were journalism has he done? Because I don't... I don't um, like, so he... So I don't follow him. He uh, covered some of the refugee crisis. Mm-hmm. He covered... Um, the main problem people have with him. Hmm. And it's... It's not a stretch. Hmm. But it's not entirely... It's not entirely as his opponents portray it or as he portrays it. He went to Syria and he found himself very much in agreement with the Free Syrian Army. The point he had gone there, the Free Syrian Army was basically like, uh, what are they called? Um, Al. They were basically the more jihadi elements had taken over because unsurprisingly, a liberal protest movement that wants free, free speech and democracy and all that isn't as equipped as someone who says, like, die for jihad. Yeah. And so, maybe inadvertently, maybe not, I don't know, he ended up throwing his support, for whatever that was worth, behind some real sketchy movements, because he was describing them as movements, not mm. as not analysing the individual things that made up that movement. Yeah. You know, it'd be like saying, I'm a conservative, but uh, I know nothing about the Monday Club in yeah. the 80s, like, but about the anti-apartheid stuff. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But... What makes it worse is he gets incredibly moralistic about not the West not bombing Syria and not starting a third world war with Russia. Yeah. He called for intervention. St- he still calls for intervention the entire time. All time. He says that a no-fly zone would be not be an intervention, ignoring the fact that in order to enforce it, you'd have to shoot down fucking Russian planes. Yeah. And they have nukes. Yep. Um, and he presents this as everyone else being a degraded, like, uh, corrupt... Like morally corrupt people and him being the shining 
like morally upright person who's the only one who's willing to do right. Now that just rubs people up the wrong way. Yeah. Um, but he's very much like that. But this year, like he started down the track of being a Lib Dem. Yeah. Being a really obnoxious <laughs> Lib Dem. Of, yeah. Like because like how can I make this war horseness <clears throat> any better? The left doesn't stop fascism. Only liberalism can do that. And like a pining on like there were lots of Lib Dems at Cable Street. Hitler, yeah. The like a pining on Hitler's rise to power by saying that the left uh, like abetted, aided and abetted Hitler's rise to power, ignoring the fact that Hitler's first coalition was literally from a party called Zentrum. Yeah. Centre. <laughs> like, just stuff like that. Wades into stuff that is yeah. way above his head with a kind of fury and obnoxiousness that really doesn't isn't underlined by his status. Oh, he also used to work for a Turkey State broadcaster under um, Erdogan, yeah. which is something that he really hates being pointed out. So I used to know this guy yeah. a long, yes. long time ago. Um, like vaguely, like we both just happened to go to the same goth club mm. um, and talked every now and then. Um, and he was talking about coming on my podcast mm. um and then i thought oh i better see what he's up to um and i saw uh, <laughs> well the first thing i saw was um him like basically like stalking rani akalik uh the journalist oh, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Tr- saying like i'm gonna devote my life to ruining yours and i was like oh no <laughs> uh, so um i i this past year has been like a real uh, education in um, how how Oskaterji spent his twenties. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird. There's like like we won't go into them now, but there's like a couple of people that you know from Slimelight that have just gone on to like have stellar careers. Oh yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. there's some prominent people that won't be mentioned. <laughs> yes, it's like it's a weird one because like I like we didn't know each other that well then, um, but like. I've always known of Slimelight, and to think of all the places, so that would be like... Full of freaks. Yeah, but to think that that would be like like a hotbed of future success <laughs> is really damning about British society, to be fair. When I was getting propositioned in the toilets, <laughs> I did not think that this person would go on to become the head of the Lib Dems. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's a weird... Disclaimer, one. no member of the Lib Dems has ever propositioned any of us in a toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not you. <laughs> no, they have not any of us. No. Yeah, no, hey, I, I, I'm, no, whether I'm or not they've it. been ejected from the club for uh, <laughs> hiding between the cubicles and getting splashback, um, that you know, who can say? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Oh, Oz. Um, um, yeah, it's like he's got that weird. He's got the, I think it's Twitter avatar, but it's like he's got the tattoos. He's proper, like something about the, it's like. Something that really fucking annoys me is he absolutely centers himself in a fetishization of street protest Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, And when applied to Syria, there are just horrible, uh, there's horrible things associated with Mm. that and like going out so late. And it made it all the more ironic. The one thing I have from him this year, Mm. um, him having a go at the Gilets Jaunes. Uh, oh, yeah. saying listen it's not to say that there aren't genuinely kids on the street who are pissed off at being left behind or that, that Macron hasn't made some enormous mistakes but these violent rioters on the streets are not freedom fighters or social justice warriors and it's like fair. that's literally what they, you were saying about Syria yeah. that they were yeah. all democratic freedom yeah. fighters yeah and it's, it's pretty it's pretty similar because there's like there's, there's like a whole bunch of fascists look in there. if the French state were weaker if it yeah. were as weak as the Syrian state yeah. was yeah um this is how these things start. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is his shtick. He did an article back in the Vice days, which is really, really confounding, uh, where he went to interview people at a uh, 
protest against um, a uh, Polish uh, white supremacist group that was marching in Haringey, mm. and he was um, interviewing the protesters and. He just kept saying, I couldn't help but think, maybe they were fascist. It was oh. really, really strange. <laughs> and really just completely baffling. It was oh. like, it was like I, I spoke to this one guy who said, wherever the Nazis are, I'll be there. I was like, hmm, it sounds like he likes partying with Nazis, not fighting them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are we really doing the pedant thing here? Oh my I mean, God. There was no point to the article at all. It's yeah. really strange. Oh. For so long, he was a man in search of a take. Yeah. yeah. And he tried all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's a bad person. Yeah, he fucking annoys me. Um, okay. Next one. Yeah, Carol Cadwallader. Yeah, she's Win- like, well, she won. She won the proper Orwell Prize. She won the Orwell Prize rather than our year. Orwell Prize. Yes, yeah, true. She's um, trying to do a little bit of a Louise Mensch kind of shtick at the moment, isn't she? Um, yeah, yeah, but I'm managing to do it with need our mummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like. She's got off the deep end. Like, she is a. She has been a reasonably decent journalist. As in, mm. when I read her articles, mm. everything is evidenced and seems to make sense and doesn't make claims beyond what, like, she's trying to say, mm-hmm. what she has evidence for, right? Yeah. And that's fine as far as it goes. I don't know when it happened, but this year she tipped into, as you say, proper Louise Mensch. Every single tweet is about how Russia is, like, undermining. Um, undermining the West. Mm. Every single bad thing that happened has Russian influences. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about the Skripal poisoning, like the drone gate. Mm. She tried to say that <laughs> oh, oh. there's yeah, clearly the... there's clearly a more sophisticated and dangerous operator behind this. And it's like, <laughs> you don't know fucking shit about this yet. <laughs> to be fair, I imagine the Mets drones are pretty fancy. Um, like tweet is like that. This is an average tweet on like Aaron Banks and Brexit and Russia and all that. Mm. If you haven't read this, please, please do. This is a world that Orwell would absolutely recognise. It's authoritarianism. It's in plain sight, and nobody, nobody in Britain is doing a thing about oh it. It's just that histrionic. Yeah. Like you don't. In order to get people excited about something, she doesn't need to do that. If her evidence is as good as as she says it is. Yeah. Um, she's done a couple of like really weird Russophobic articles mm. as well. Like well, she sure. did. She did, um, this was actually back in 2016, she did a, mm. she covered like this rich Russians conference thing um, and uh, she said that like, um, I watch as a few men who cannot wait any longer push their way to the front of the cloakroom queue and demand their coats. A hummer circumnavigates a traffic jam by simply wheeling up and across a central reservation. In the lobby, three young children run around a, des- a delicate crystal tree in the lobby, tugging at its translu- translucent branches. Their mother sits and watches them until the inevitable happens. The branch snaps and she simply turns away and the children play on. Later in the toilets, I enter a cubicle from which a stunning six-foot supermodel type in an immaculate designer dress, makeup and fur coat emerges. There is piss all over the seat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why did we Sounds give like the g- why did we give the g- <laughs> it's like the whole thing of why did we give the gift of our western oligarchies yeah. to these like primeval savage- savages <laughs> yeah. it's like you don't need to do that yeah Jesus <laughs> oh um, <laughs> funniest thing I was going to put this on the funniest list but so she, as well as the Orwell Prize she won the uh, Press Gazette's Technology Journalism Award um, which this year was sponsored by Huawei who have just had <laughs> all of their technology removed from the 4G network because they were the Chinese government were using them for spying <laughs> I know it's, it's, like, it's, it's like guilt by association the kind of thing I wouldn't do but she would yeah I just love the fact that it's like um 
all the stuff that's talking about like Russia spy, Russia like hacking, yeah. all this Russia cyber stuff. And while this is all going on, do you think China are just sort of sniggering? Like <laughs> almost definitely. Oh, it's yeah. like but those Russians are terrible. Like, like we're so much better. <laughs> the irony is that they kind of posit like Russia interfering by buying up like Facebook ads and bombarding yeah. people with them so yeah. that they didn't know what was what. The sheer volume of Russia takes this mm. year mm. has completely numbed everybody. They might have a point. I will never know because I will never be able to dig through that morass of like yeah. association, guilt by association, yeah. and like snide insinuations and outright racism. Yeah. Okay. You Next. know. Uh, oh, this is the, so the absolute opposite of Carol Cadwallader. Yeah. Where she is like a high tempo kind of breathless. Yeah. Uh, kind of journalist. You've got David Aronovich. Mm. A Leading sigh, back into his ox blood chair. A <laughs> sigh in human form. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, he has existed around the periphery of things. I mean, he's he's tweeted a few kind of turfy things, the transphobic things. Uh, he wrote an article saying, Turf Wars, the declension used to stifle debate and shut down dissent. Me for the Times online now. And then a pound sign in brackets because it was behind a fucking paywall. Um that kind of thing. Uh, the it, worst pay pig ever. <laughs> like, the thing is, like the Times paywall stuff when they do their things. It's like, like um, oh, I forgot what they call them. Like um, when you have people like when you'd have old timey carnivals come around and then the people would go around trying to get people to come, come, come on, come on, come see the amazing fish boy. Yeah. And it'd be like things that people want to see. Yeah. <laughs> but not like, hey, come here. Would you like to hear my opinion on trans people? <laughs> it's like. No, old man, I really, I really don't. I, I really it's don't. It's a shiny nickel. But it's five pound. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to give you that five pound. Yeah, he mainly exists to reply to Owen Jones, I think. Yeah. Especially now that Abby Wilkins is not online anymore. Yeah, yeah, he he, he did, like, because that, that was one where she, like, insinuated that he was a racist. I think she just said he's a racist. Yeah. And, like, he got very angry at that. that a lot of people were like, how dare you say that David Aronovich is a racist? Do you know who he is? <laughs> he is one of the most prominent anti-racist campaigners. Sammy anti-racist campaigners. He really has a... He really doesn't like Owen Jones. And he no, kind of... Not. He posits Owen Jones as like a reply guy mm-hmm. against everybody who he likes. Mm-hmm. So like Jess Phillips will be... he will question, Like Owen Jones will question Jess Phillips on something. And it will be a perfectly reasonable question because Owen Jones always is polite and reasonable. Yeah. Unless he's crossed in which the dark side comes out. If it's not even that dark. Yeah. It is. Like but it. it's yeah, Owen Jones is he, the thing is like they all um, like there's a lot of things that you could say negatively about Owen Jones, but they're mainly, you know, that he's too nice and polite. <laughs> <laughs> but like he properly when like he properly turns up every time Owen Jones asks mm. asks a question of somebody he likes. Yeah. And like there was one time he said, like, Oh I, oh look, the police have arrived with oh. a discipline that would like uh make the central committee proud. Oh. It's just one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of he's one of those ones that calls Owen Jones squealer. Yeah, like there's a lot of them that call yeah. him squealer. Like it's like obviously it's like in reference to the animal farm thing, but there is a oh. homophobic bent to it as well. Like by, oh, one hundred percent. Yes, it's like, that yeah, was he's... a homophobic insult, isn't it? Yeah, it is as well. And I think probably trying... the character in in um, Animal Farm it was probably a homophobic of slur. Of course, yeah. Because that it's kind of it's like it's kind of both. Who's... But I'm pretty certain that in Animal Farm it was a, that was why it was chosen. Who's squealer in Animal Farm. He's the one that's like that like is the he's, re- Napoleon's, he's the, like... Napoleon's reply guy on the farm. <laughs> he is. Is he? Uh, okay. He's like so the voice like, box. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so it's like it's kind of both. But I'm pretty certain that that's why Orwell chose the name. Because Orwell was a bit of a shitbag. He well, yeah, he was when it came to um, homophobia. 
Um, uh, yeah, David Rodovich is not worth spending any more time on. Yeah, uh, okay. he's, he's world world weary that he passes off as wisdom, and he's just horrible. Mm. Uh, next one, Theresa May. Yeah, worst political person. This has to be a big one. Yeah, I mean, we ca- there's not enough time to go into all of the ways that she has had a terrible year, but has also been a terrible person. Made <laughs> she has created this terrible year by yeah. her direct actions. Yeah. I mean, they're all kind of like they're not. There's been no big policies, mm. really. The well, because you can't of, get anything out because of the terrible year she had last year. <laughs> <laughs> She's just continuously terrible. But yeah, everyone knows what Theresa May is. But just like you know, going from the last three months have been her going from pleading with the EU, mm. pleading to pleading with her cabinet, mm. to pleading with Tory MPs. Mm-hmm. E- along the way, everybody ignoring her. <laughs> um, and like criticising her and then going back to the EU to kind of beg then getting owned in public twice <laughs> by the EU at separate points of the year I'd forgotten about the earlier time when they'd had serious talks on oh, the cakes they came out and yeah she came out and made a normal speech and then they went afterwards yeah. stop going before them yeah um, that <laughs> they made fun of her on Instagram yeah you yes. think they're too old for that yes but... oh well, you know, if you follow Guy Hofstadt's Snapchat like I do, his premium snap. <laughs> do you follow his Twitch stream, though? <laughs> oh, all Europa Universalis all the time. <laughs> Aren't you? I was about to, was about to say Hearts Fine. <laughs> um, yeah, what is there more to say about yeah. Theresa May, really? Um, yeah. Next one, Rod Little. What's a man who wakes up every... Well, again, he's kind of like Aronovich... Um, in that he... I don't know if Aronovich for, has... for his girlfriend downstairs. True, true. Um, Pregnant girlfriend, I think. Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> He's ploughed himself a furrow, and that furrow is he wakes up every morning and says, what's the biggest piece of shit I can be today? Yeah. Like, just a vile, cruel, selfish, yeah. pig-fucking-ignorant mm. cunt. Yeah. Like Piers Morgan... Like, tries to be a shit oh, yeah. but doesn't even come close to no. the depravity of Rod Little Piers Morgan always seems like, like he's out of control when he's being a piece of yeah. shit he gets himself into a corner no there's a out. level of control Rod Little marches right into that pile of shit he um, he did uh, something of uh, pretending that he had discovered that he was black and so he called himself Rob Mbunga Little oh. Little whoa um, he, his most famous one this year was probably the morning he spent trying to draw a black person without it being racist oh god racist. Yeah, and then god, finding no, it was impossible one, yeah. to do because somebody had done a cartoon of I think it was Serena Williams um, at the at the Wimbledon tennis I've forgotten about the, the day like, basically drew her as a gorilla he yeah. basically drew a like Sambo style cartoon yeah. of yeah uh, I've forgotten about the Rod <laughs> Little spent drawing racist drawings in his office <laughs> and he starts with that backhanding his wife don't interrupt me I'm working oil paintings out at the end of the day I had a really great time <laughs> I learned a lot yeah. I learned a lot about myself <laughs> Oh god! Um, and the, like the reason, like there was a Francis Wheatman tweet about him saying, "Well, of course you're all right to criticize Rob Little, but you know that outrage sells, so he's never going away." And it's like, no, but it doesn't sell. The papers no. he writes for have yeah. slumped to an all-time low. Yeah. He is just there because there is somebody with money, enough money, willing to pay him. Yeah, it has no relation to demand. Mm. He's just there, mm. like a fucking tick. 
Okay, next. Uh, oh, James Ball. Okay, what do you do? James Ball uh, wrote Bluffocracy this year. Oh, yeah. He's an ex-Wikipedia guy, and yeah. he wrote, as we mentioned earlier, that stuff on uh, the journalism being a noble profession. Mm. Um, he's a data journalist, or he purports to be a data journalist, mm. who seems unable to read a graph. <laughs> um, spends a lot of time on Russia, generally attacking the left. Mm-hmm. Um, he is for somebody for somebody so clued up as to how the Russians operate, he seems oblivious to Theresa May's racism. Yeah. As we, as we mentioned earlier. And like his book, I read a review of his book and it sounds really, really boring. Mm. Um, Charlatans and frauds have got hold of the UK and made them do Brexit. And we need better trained people to implement the hostile. Kind of like Stanley Johnson's book. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Stanley Johnson's book is hell of entertaining. <laughs> um, and yeah, he, 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 he wrote a book on how we need proper technocrats to implement the hostile environment policy rather than all these charlatans and frauds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd you be know, much better. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just a one uh, coalition government of all the major party leaders led by a bunch of technocrats. <laughs> and generals. Yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs> hey. uh, next one, James O'Brien. James O'Brien. This is your specialist field. Well, James O'Brien is <laughs> great too. Emeritus professor of James O'Brien studies. Yeah, okay, so I listen to LBC a lot, a yeah. lot, a lot. It's the main one I have on the t- on the radio all the time. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, I can't stop myself. I'm. It's a compulsive addiction, <laughs> and I say that as a man who has had several addictions. You've been... <laughs> it is the worst one I've had, like, out of all of them. It is horrifying. You're a Cronenberg film made flesh. Yeah. Um, flesh. But, yeah, James O'Brien I have listened to for years. Mm. And, you know, like, there's the thing with 9-11 where Tarek Ali talks about how after 9-11, it's like, there was this many casualties and I lost my best friend Chris. Yeah. Because of um, Figgy, uh, Christopher Hitchens. Going all warry. (laughs) Yeah, like, super. It's like, Christopher Hitchens was a shit beforehand. Mm. But, you know, so is Tarek Ali. But that kind of thing. It's like, Brexit... Broke James O'Brien. Yes, yeah. Because James O'Brien is hardcore normal. <laughs> he is so normal and rational and smart. He is the mirror, <laughs> as he has said. And as a level, he like does these takedowns of idiots who phone into radio stations. And, you know, you're only going to get like. You're already going to get. You're getting the phone. same people who've been phoning into radio stations yeah. for years. Yeah. And he's now decided that it's some kind of anti-Brexit measure or some kind of contribution to our political discourse mm. to take them down and yeah. be right. He wrote that book. Well, that's the thing. Right how to be right? Is that yeah, it? that's the thing. Yeah, yeah the, the thing that really sums him up is yeah, releasing that's a book, right. how to be right in a world gone wrong. Um, here's counterpoint to Adorno's. Is it Adorno? The, it's Adorno, live, yeah. so you can't live right in the wrong world. Yeah, his right. counterpoint to that. Um, <laughs> and watch me. Yeah, <laughs> you watch me be right in this wrong world. I, he's got. It's like he's like. It's it's not just him. There's a lot of them like this. Like um, what's it? Eddie Mars and all of that. All the hardcore celebrity fuppies. And it's that scene in Network. They all want to be that guy screaming. Yes. And they always forget that that guy is mentally ill. They always yes. forget what happens at the end of that film. Yep. Yep. 
Um, yep. And they all they all they all fantasize about being that the last true voice. Yeah, Lenehan uh, did this recently. He he tweeted a photo of Howard Beale and said, yeah. "I'm mad as hell and not going to take it anymore." Oh, yeah, God. of course. The the thing is, <laughs> they do this, and the thing is, that Joseph Bryan does. He like you know says that Corbynites, Corbynistas, and Brexiteers are all the same. You know, you're all criticizing me. Blah blah blah. How dare you? Blah, 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 blah. But he has spent like the last three years or so defending Theresa May to the hilt. Like gives her the benefit of the doubt everything, and like you can dislike Corbyn, that doesn't really matter. He is like kind of left. I say kind of. He's a Lib Dem. He's a liberal. Yeah, he's, he's an pure, old school liberal. He's a pure liberal from about two thousand and five. Mm. The difference is in the way that he's chosen to portray that. Whereas in the past, you always had the kind of all of the traffic on like the smug liberal metropolitan liberal stuff mm. it was all going one way. It was all going from the right mm. that they, the right that was assumed to be provincial but often wasn't, mm. all going in the direction of um, like technocrats and liberals mm. and, and lefties, frankly mm. socialists. Yeah. Um, and at some point, because they won mm. or they were perceived to have won. A lot of liberals decided that they didn't have to take it anymore. Like mm. they had, yeah. they were allowed to be mad, mad as hell. Mm. But it came along with a kind of "I'm going to live up to every stereotype of the smug metropolitan liberal." Mm. So he like presents that video of him presenting his book with his feet up on the thing. Oh. It's like I'm just so right. I'm just so. Th-. And it's like it's like a, a weird. It's weird. It's virtue signaling for liberals. It's yeah. just that the nature of that has changed. And it, it it's, um he does sum up exactly what's wrong with the remain people the whole notion of that continuity remain stuff yeah like encouraging people to buy his book to give to the brexit person in your family and it's like this is why you're gonna lose a second referendum yes <laughs> because you like dump it's like hey dad i know you voted to leave the eu then dump a hardback book in front of him merry christmas read this <laughs> you bigger <laughs> merry christmas you filthy animal yeah it's yeah it's it it it's horrifying, um, and he's hard to deal with, especially seeing yeah. as he's supposedly the most left-wing one on LBC, and that's like not saying much because LBC will have Orban on soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that Farage hasn't interviewed him. I mean, I don't think Orban uh, speaks English. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. To be fair, I bet you Farage. I bet you Farage speaks a bit of Hungarian. I bet you they speak both. They, they both. I bet you they both speak German. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. Yeah, because I know the Farage does. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Orban does. Yeah, well, you know, he's got to sing the horse vessel, right? <laughs> okay, who's next? Uh, next. This was a late edition, and I was. I'm in an iron about whether. But yeah, anyway, James O'Brien spent the whole year fucking slamming on Corbyn and blaming Corbyn for Brexit. He does that. That's oh, yeah. what he does. It's that he's like the flag for that. I hate him. But anyway, you see. next one. So, spe- uh, speaking of the EU, the yeah. EU Supergirl, Madeline, yeah. oh. Madeline, Alba K. White Wolf, Madeline K. Is that Madeline her name? K? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was on in an ring because, like, there was an there was an element of me that thought she's like is she a political more person? of a civilian. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, she's a professional. Now. No, she gets all that money but from. Then, um, she's such GoFundMe. a grifter. She makes me so angry. Yeah. Yeah. She's got I've, her GoFundMe page for like, give me money and I'll sing you songs. <laughs> you can buy my children's books that look like they were drawn by a child in preschool. <laughs> Children. Because I, I first became aware of her when she she did that um, Instagram thing where she was at the Lib Dem conference mm. outside mm. Uh, with a spoons and saying, lots of people with Lib Dem lanyards here, hashtag stop funding hate. <laughs> oh, that was her, wasn't it? Yes. Oh my gosh. Just the front person of the most obnoxious 
like graceless element of continuity remain. Yeah, which is the, the bollocks, the Brexit, Brexit bus, bus, like riding into your town to shout at you when you're having a Weatherspoon's breakfast. Look, it's the same thing as fighting Nazis. It is. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Like you're just you're just driving into mainland Europe and they're bollocks the Nazis bus, knackers <laughs> um, the Nazis bus. <laughs> <laughs> If I have to go around the German population, one man, Darman and Heron at a time, <laughs> I will get them to listen to this poorly strummed folk anthem <laughs> that I've written about how there is no Brexit dividend. Oh, it has that she Fair. combines the worst elements of like her, like again criticizing someone's art. I don't know. It 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 looks a bit like Daniel Daniel Johnstony almost. Like it, almost like it would be positioned as an outrageous outsider artist <laughs> if it wasn't just an attempt to like copy the Guardian's political cartoons. Yeah, um, you can tell what's copied from the Guardian and what's like the child's drawing. Yes. So, you know, she really yeah. goes to town on the Theresa May caricature. Yeah, but then like the kids are just like you know smiling sun faces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just so, oh, she's unbearable. She's a terrible artist. She's a terrible musician, and she's. And a very successful grifter. Yeah, she's yeah. like she's taken so much money from from. Who oh, is she meant yeah. to appeal to? Again, I ask this question dads. again. But centrist dads with crushes on their daughters. Yeah. I because I, I thought like Remainer grandparents of whom there are there are enough mm. to appeal to. I thought Remainer grandparents who like. Like the fact, f- uh, worry about the who are who are into politics enough that worry about how the political process is going. It's like, oh, the young people are getting passionate again. No, I think they. I, I think most of the people that, who give her money look like the faux bojo. <laughs> I think he might be one of the main ones who gives her money. Yeah. But yeah, I well, think I did see that picture posed of her punching him in the face. Oh, and thought, hmm. Oh. She's she's eternally caught between that. Oh prop, god, that... that's a horrible fetish. Like I'll dress up as Boris Johnson <laughs> while you're the EU telling me off for lying about my bus money. <laughs> Bad boy. Um, I think one of the funniest moments though was her uh, going to the going to the EU uh, um, conference uh, with press credentials and being asked to leave immediately for walking in the front doors in her Supergirl outfit. <laughs> like no 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 none of this. <laughs> Press credentials revoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she is. Well, she thinks she's so great. It's like any pro Remain person should like you'd want to get rid of her because she's yeah. doing you nothing but she's hard she's but caught badly. she's caught between that like um that thing of that like New Labour tried to do, which was they were worried about people not being engaged in politics. So it's like let's make politics fun, mm. and she's caught between that. Except she doesn't know what that fun should look like. No, because you know what. Politics is quite important. Sometimes it can be fun, like on this podcast. But I, I, quite a lot of the time it's not. I get the impression <laughs> that she was like, she's she was doing moderately all right at A-level music. And then yeah. the polit- and she's like, she's doing her A-level. She's doing like music, politics and something else. And she's like, she's doing all right in, in, in her music. And like the politics teacher hears this and wants her to do a song for assembly. Oh, So she does a song about some, like, I don't know, some thing, to, some way of making a law in British government. Yeah. And while Did she's you doing this... you know your EU MEP? Yeah. That kind of thing. And then the wind changed and she was stuck like that forever. <laughs> That's her origin story. <laughs> Political songs are the fucking worst, especially yep. when they try and really cram so many technical terms and things into it like never be dated no yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no okay yeah she remember the um photos of her hugging George Osborne yep and calling him a, oh, a real God, EU superhero really? yeah. yeah 
And then, I, <laughs> you know, she was tweeting like, people are saying that I'm sharing a platform with the Tories. That's nonsense. And it's like, there's <laughs> well, just just so many photos of her hugging George. Yes, yeah. I happen to be on an actual platform. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. Uh, next one. Tommy Robinson, Stephen Yaxley Lennon, yeah. by oh, any other Yaxley. name. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Yaxley Lennon, now um, this has landlord, landlord, tanning um, entrepreneur. <laughs> Owner of a gated uh, home. Yep. <laughs> yes, now he has. Yeah, he's, he's big yeah. this year. I mean, it, and going off his YouTube channel, owner of a number of small cameras. <laughs> <laughs> There's been like I forgot again. The length of this year made me forget that this really was a huge year for Tommy Robinson. Mm. He went to prison and came out and managed to galvanise like a whole section of the radical right and fascism mm -hmm. around him, uh, not just domestically but internationally. Mm. Um, hopefully. That doesn't last because he has no, he has no more martyr complex. No, but I mean, he was still active. Like that Syrian kid that got bullied, Tommy Robinson, very active in spreading kind of uh, the, like slander. The that he gave the, the exclusive interview with the bullier. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. he'd been bullied by like Syrian gangs of yeah. of his sisters, yeah. the kids' sisters. It was, and it's horrifying. fucking, it's fucking deadly. He he's really, yeah. he's an absolute actual menace. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, he's getting worse. So much worse. It's like yeah. he's one of those people that, like most of us, have known about for years. And oh, it's like yeah. each time you think he's done, yeah, he just. There gets will worse. always be a. I say there will always be. In our current setup, there will always be a Tommy Robinson-shaped hole. Mm. Now, luckily, he hasn't been enough, whether by circumstance or whether he can't mobilise enough people. Mm. He hasn't been enough to fill that. But God help them, the fucking media of this country are mm. trying their best to make him fit the role of premier fascist. Yeah. There was so Darren Darren Osborne, yeah. um, the guy who ran over those people outside Finsbury Park yeah. and was going to kill Jeremy yeah. Corbyn. Um, he was. Uh, prosecuted he was um, like jailed in February of this mm. year and there was direct email correspondence mm. between him and Jada Franson and there was also evidence that he had um, received like emails from Tommy Robinson mm. saying oh the Manchester bombing is just the start there's a fifth column of Islamists in yeah. this country behind every door all that spiel um, and on the day that that guy was prosecuted um, Newsnight invited Tommy Robinson on yeah. and gave him a fucking softball interview mm. Yeah, and then released all of the uh, B-roll for him to yeah. put up on his YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was the um, yeah, that was the Sky one, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Was yeah. It? yeah. Okay. That was the Sky one where he's like, um, where he's like, oh, Sky, they, they were like, we'll give him the proper interview, and then immediately afterwards he badmouthed them, yeah, and said that they were all a bunch of um, cowards, and here's the here's the real interview, yeah, that they were trying to edit because you know they're controlling the media. No, like every person who works with him is a fucking rube. Yes. What that I. I do not understand. He's not even. He's like advisor to Gerard Batten now. That's like yeah. his official position. Well, Gerard Batten wants him to be leader. He wants him to be leader, and he he hasn't been admitted to the party yet, has he? No, I don't think. Well, because he tried to at that at that um at that rally, he tried to join, but it but the bank statement, the bank cam charge wouldn't go through on his phone. Do <laughs> uh, you think Majid is feeling embarrassed yet? Um, no, no, no. no because in that same thing, in that same that Syrian kid who got bullied, mm. um, Majid Nawaz tried to contact him. Yeah. When the guy refused, 
Majid Nawaz went about saying that the lawyer who was representing him was associated with Al Qaeda. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I have so no he idea was like just that. On the, the, same was, the lawyer that was associated with the kid was like, I would never let him anywhere near you. And he was like, Well, I know you're a terrorist. You're associated <laughs> with like the Muslim Brotherhood or yeah. Al Qaeda or whatever. It's like, That's I met you when I was like, in the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah. It's like, Sorry, you didn't want my submarine, pedo man. <laughs> yeah. It is. Which we forgot about. <laughs> oh. Too full no, of No, no. Ah, it's, it might be in the Elon Musk. Wait, it might be further down, actually. It might be a little further down in this category, actually. Okay. As evidence hey. for Elon Musk having been the worst political person. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Next one, uh, A.C. Grayling. A.C. Grayling. Philosopher extraordinaire. Yeah, Doctor Who hair, compulsive hashtag order. Very and cool uh, caricature of him by uh, Madalena Kay. Yeah. Uh, oh, as God. Gandalf. Yep. Oh, shit, <laughs> With really? uh, coloured pencils, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, to call him... A remain advocate yeah. does not go far enough. Oh, the acronym that man is that manic. Name. Yeah, truly manic about tweeting. Like, yeah. he's he's got this like syntax when he tweets yeah. of being very declarative, as if if he only believes in it enough, then Brexit will just stop. It will. It will definitely <laughs> stop. Um, just like any time Jeremy Corbyn does something, it's like he should stop. He should confirm stop Brexit. Nothing else. Yeah. Uh, Corbyn is not Labour. Labour is Remain. Corbyn, McDonnell and Milne are Jacob Reeves Mog supporters. <laughs> oh, Dominic Grieve, grievous bodily harm to our constitution. <sighs> One man keeps the Brexit nightmare going. That man is Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> like taglines for uh, summer blockbusters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Referendum two. That's so good. Um, and he, he had a couple of weird bits like his adoration of the EU. When yeah to weird places like mm. one of the many achievements of the EU our sons are no longer conscripted to go and kill and be killed by our near neighbours who are also our kin it's like you're getting weirdly volkish about this yeah like ah yes our European brothers luckily the British army hasn't been to war with you for decades <laughs> war with everyone else yes but we're definitely not kin with them you would think you would know about kind of exclusions. Yeah. Given being a philosopher, like how your speech works. Yeah. You'd think. <laughs> I mean, he's not the worst person. He's basically limited to just doing this and nothing else. Yeah. It's he like could his be job replaced. Is... He could be replaced by a particularly wordy algorithm at this point. Yeah. Really good. Um, but yeah, he's he's whenever he pops up, he's just endlessly hilarious. Mm. Um, uh, next Helen one, Lewis. Helen Lewis. Yeah. Which. I had forgotten she'd done an interview with Jordan Peterson this year. Yeah, she did. Oh, really? Yeah, ninety minute interview that she said was it was like hand to hand combat for ninety minutes. Jordan Peterson's fans were very grateful to her for I'm giving sure. him the first proper interview, which is probably a sign something has gone wrong. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, she had a load of weird takes. Uh, the left's blithe rejection of legitimate concerns about immigration led us to Brexit. So please, if you think the concerns about gender reforms are wrong, explain why. Don't offer wafty bromides about trans rights without explaining what you're talking about. I feel like trans rights advocates are just yeah. explaining. It's it, are constantly explaining. I have no idea how fucking tiring it must be to be a trans person and yeah. literally after every and you say in a single word and then it's like now justify every part of your existence to me, a complete stranger on the internet. It must be fucking agonising. Yeah, she definitely does that edging. Mm. Uh, I mean, she is a transphobe. 
Oh, yeah. She's 100% Full blown. Um, she's the one that hides the wall as well. She edges it yeah. publicly. Yeah. Well, no, she's got people who are who are willing to just wade straight in there and scream man at people on Channel 4 like Sarah Ditton that she employs yeah. to do that. Yeah. She, so she can just do that. She can just sit back and she's, you know, more secure in her job. <laughs> Sorry, Sarah Ditton yeah. could always go back to Eurogamer. <laughs> can she? Um, I don't know. I need another civilization hot take. <laughs> okay. Next, um, one. next one. Femi Oluwale. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oluwale. This guy. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his yes, name. I think it's. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. Oh, Apologies yeah. to Femi if we've mispronounced your surname. Yeah. Didn't mean to. Don't mean to. You are a dickhead. But you are an idiot, mate. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, um. Yeah. Who's he's another like pro EU reply guy. Yeah. Except turning up to shout at people. And like, it was like the one turning up to the Tory party conference to talk to like Barnabys and Tristrams and say like, no, no, let me tell you about this hip new thing. It's called Fortress Europe. We could kill all the migrants yeah. we wanted. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that our damn government doesn't hate migrants enough. We could do it. We could do it together. All of us, arm in arm, British, French and German, drowning people in the Mediterranean together. Didn't he march like with the Tommy Robinson people recently? He to, like, did. He did. It's the, like I'm gonna be right in there in the discourse. Do you think yeah. they'll recognize me? Wearing my uh, Union Jack T-shirt. Yep. And like, the, what do you? What? Yeah, he, what? Thought he, was, he thought he was risking something, and like, oh look at me, they're gonna turn on me because I'm black. It's like, no, they'll fucking love you because you're black, and you'll be on all of their promotional photos. Oh, Which yeah. he was. Yes. Um, and it's like, do you think they recognise who I am? It's like, no, because only us poisoned by, <laughs> like, Brexit internet know who you are. <laughs> you horrible man. And also, like, he is profoundly, profoundly stupid. Yes. Like, losing an argument with Kay Hawkins about immigration. Did he? Oh, God. It was oh. painful. Oh, did no, but did you see... I mean, did you see the thing about, um, like... He's he's quite like a self promoter, like a lot mm. of these. Like he's he's really like, oh, I saw Anna Subri and she said hi to me, and mm. very much like that. And speaking about him being invited to speak at Oxford by mm. saying, um, ten years ago, the University of Oxford literally refused to teach me, and now I'm heading back there to give a lecture. Yeah, it's like hashtag awesome. winning. Yeah, and it's like uh, somebody asked, oh, why did they refuse you? And he said, yeah, I was rejected at UCAS. Couldn't get in. Which is, again, it's like, it's not a sin to be rejected at no. UCAS, but framing but it like, later as if it is, like, not even having the, the balls to actually make a full lie yeah. and say they racially discriminated against yeah. me, which is also happens. Yeah. Um, yeah like, oh, I didn't have the grades. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the grades. It's like, oh, that's, what? <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, yeah, he's like, yeah, he is annoying. Like, but yeah, like, essentially to trying to win, I, his attempt to win people over to remain is to either say, we could all be racist together, or calling them stupid. You see, the the thing is that, and the thing that makes me think of him more as like a like a not a grassroots. What's the thing? Astroturf. Because mm. our future, our choice has astroturf written all over. Well, it. Well, he used to work for the EU. Um, yeah, he used to be um, a researcher for the EU. But I mean, it's it's uh, the Mandelson lot. Yeah, he works the, in that building group. Yeah, um, he has him along with a load of other like prominent like Remain activists mm. have changed their tune recently. They have literally double spaced and inserted we understand that things can't go back the, the way they were and you can tell that's a, a remain like an, a remain activist as opposed mm. to like a remain commentator mm. because they're still mad and want to go back to 2012 olympic mm. stuff whereas these the ones who are actually on the payroll 
are saying we understand, we're mm. listening, but also not being in any position to do anything about it, not making any promises, not staking out any political territory as to how they're going to make things better yeah. because they're not in a political party. No. It's so fucking weird that yeah. it could only come from like a think tank or whatever. Definitely. Okay, next. Um, uh, right, next is Graham Linehan. Now, I have it in double stars here I, I can't, I want I can't to disqualify him because I can't fucking I can't hear, bear. I can't hear the name. I can't There's fucking no bear to talk because about Because no him. one knows. Do we, do we want to talk about Disgusting him? human being who just like, you know... Like maybe the assistant thing was a bit funny, but it's attached to fucking It wasn't funny else. at all. No. But no, no, who is this person? No one knows who this person is. <laughs> Father Ted arrived on an asteroid. Oh, Arthur <laughs> Matthews. Yeah, it was just yeah, Arthur Matthews. Him. Arthur Matthews is all right. Yeah. I, I don't think he's even on Twitter. I think no. he's all right, yeah. Smart thing to do, it seems, yeah. as a writer. No, we, we won't. He's a... He's, Fucking what? He's such a. He's really graduated his bigotry into like career. Yeah, to really like hateful. Awful. This will be the thing that defines him. Yeah, yeah. To time. spend your Christmas, literally, like Try, trying, trying to take charity money away from children. Yeah, yeah. It's like such. It's like, yeah. It's it's. And get the thing your... is, Theresa May's at least paid to do it. Yeah. Like that's her job but is to be her career. Like, her career is to a certain is, extent. It's like, like to be a fully paid up member of taking stuff away from people. That's your job as Tory. But his this like I'm this the sitcom is, man. Yeah, this is I'm like, gonna be funny on Twitter. This yeah. is his hobby. Yeah. There was a great thing like uh, a few months ago. It was like, oh hey, I'll follow Graham Linhan on Twitter. Maybe he'll post some like behind the scenes <laughs> factoids about what it was like to work on Black Boots. Oh no. No. Oh no. Hatred, 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 hatred. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. vile. Okay, um, yeah. Go on to the next yeah. one. Like, he's there, but he's disqualified. Yeah, um, for being too horrible. <laughs> in a, yeah. Worst person of the year, possibly. Yeah. Uh, oh, Dan Hodges. Yeah. Uh, I put him on here mainly because he was a, he was a big winner last year, mm. being, as he is, the most wrong man it's possible to be. Mm. Um, but he's not really... I haven't he's really bad seen at politics, but he's not horrible. Well, yeah, I haven't seen any hot takes from yeah. him this year, mainly. Uh, she, he talks about maybe having dignity, courage, and resilience. Mm. And then, like we said in the hottest take category, he just get things wrong. Yeah. There was like one of his first tweets of the year was talking about that Oxfam story, the President's Club story, yeah. that we covered way, way back. Um, and him saying, why isn't it on the news? Why isn't, oh, why isn't the Oxfam thing on the news rather than the President's Club thing? Yeah. And the guy from Newsnight saying... It is. It's the top billing tonight. And he goes, yeah, well, how come it's not on the website then? And does somebody post a screenshot and say, it's the top one on the website? Because <laughs> he hadn't seen it. I, I don't, he hadn't refreshed the page. He hadn't refreshed the page or he hadn't bothered to look. <laughs> he's, he's, Brendan O'Neill's very good at kind of synthesising that kind of hot take. Mm. He's the worst at it. Mm. He's so out of, pra- out of practice or mm. just incompetent at it. Okay, and our final one? And final one. Emmanuel Macron. He's had a the s- president of France. Stella Year, president of France. <laughs> God King. He has been president for I think a little bit over eighteen months. Fuck yeah, me. Yeah. It was summer last year. Is <laughs> or twenty seventeen. Right? At the moment, is loved as much as their last king. He's just so beautiful. He's like, of course, this kind of arrogant. I am. I am the sun. I am Jupiter Capitolinus. Yeah, yeah, of course that attitude wouldn't come from the right. 
It would obviously yeah. come from the centre ground. It would come from that kind of guy. Because what he was portrayed as like this smooth centrist media man. It's like yeah, I've the, got good the, presentation, yeah, which doesn't. Happen. I never worked in politics, despite yeah. my last job working in the last government. <laughs> which actually in French politics as far as I can see doesn't happen as often as you would think their, mm. their leaders are not usually quite as polished as no. you would it would be expected in, in Britain well, they're just grubby philanderers he was going to be yeah he was going to be the <laughs> well they are he was gonna, the last two before him were both him. grubby philanderers well, the one before that and the one before that well. <laughs> we're talking about Mitterrand and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it's uh, like literally what you do <laughs> as a French president <laughs> um, but he is like a non-stop gaff machine yeah and like quite serious gaffes. I I, mm. I don't want to spend too long reading these out, but there are <laughs> so good ones. So in July, a personal guard, uh, one of his personal guards donned a police helmet and punched a protester. The French president then blamed the media for reporting it nonstop after he'd stayed quiet for five days afterwards. Split go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't he have a go at that kid? He had a go at... Um, Walked into his face. He was at a French... <laughs> he, did, he did a huge... The, this is so good. He did a huge tour of like French war memorials. Yeah. Um, and at one of them, uh, a kid started singing the Internationale and he had a go at him saying, you can't do that. Oh, yeah. You're here at an official ceremony. You can play the fool today, but today it's the Marseillaise. So you can call me Mr. President. If you want to make revolution one day, you first need to have a degree and feed yourself. Um, at, another, at another one... He visited the burial site of Charles de Gaulle. <laughs> he was met by elderly citizens protesting that pensions had been cut. Um, <laughs> it's, it's translated from French. So the granddaughter of the general told me we could speak with him liberally, but the only thing we did not have the right to do was complain, adding that French citizens today should complain less. An unemployed <laughs> gardener came up to him and asked for advice on finding a job. He said, if you are ready and motivated in the hotel, businesses, cafes, restaurants, building, there is not a place I go where they do not say they are looking for people. I'll cross the street. I'll find you something. Oh and at the best one, yeah. pay tribute to Marshal Pétain, yeah. the wartime general who would go on to lead the Vichy regime, <laughs> oh, oh, saying oh, despite oh. his fatal choices during World War II, Pétain was also a great soldier during the First World War, and that cannot be taken from his... Uh, his record, despite the fact that he was prosecuted for treason and I believe executed after the war. <laughs> okay, this is a hard one then. Uh, this is rough. Because um, it's like, the thing is, I think I, I've got my choice. Right. And that is because out of all of these people, only one of these is evil for no money. <laughs> like all of them, they're paid to be this bad. Yeah. Whereas Linehan... He just does it for the sheer. He's disqualified fun. though for being too horrible. For being too horrible for the list. Okay, you have, you have okay, no, okay. Like, I, I, okay, Linehan gets given an award, the Linehan Award for being the worst I was human being. Calling this the Graham Linehan Award. No, Linehan gets his own award for being worst human being. <laughs> the he worst. Think he wins. Yeah, but okay, for the worst political person, then is it Macron? I think it might be Macron. Macron is. Pre... He has the most power, and yeah. in his handling, like obviously we haven't mentioned all the horrible things he's done, which is crackdown on unions, mm -hmm. crackdown on pensions, mm -hmm. really modernize. unashamedly, yeah, unashamedly threatened to modernise in quote mm. marks the French economy, mm. and has been like he hasn't tried to hide it or anything like no. that. I forgot to mention he also has provoked the Gilets Jaunes protests. Gilets Jaunes, Gilets Jaunes, sorry, um, 
You, you would know French more than me, because um, you love them so much. You're such a Francophile. I do. Um, I do. I've to know your enemies. He gave in to them after several days of where France was largely shut down yeah. due to these massive protests. He gave, he gave in and said, I'm not just a president for the rich. I'm not some arrogant guy. I'm a president for the people. Despite the fact that he was giving this speech behind a gold desk. <laughs> he is... I mean, I, this not is, since Maduro's speech about like starvation while eating tamales from, <laughs> and bananas from the drawer. I don't know whether this is most stupid yeah. political person or worst... Because oh, like both. I think he is the worst this year. Yeah, he's been definitely. the worst at being a politics person. Yeah, by far. All the others might be more horrible or whatever, mm. but they have less of a stake in it. He's been the worst at doing it. All the others achieve some kind of success to somebody, I imagine. Mm. He he just has the worst luck. Yeah, and the worst instincts.